0: afternoon welcome to the north point of view i'm with dr walter Kimsey's. walter
1: hey mark how are you
0: good man how are you doing
1: i'm doing great really uh, great
0: good to be back um got a few things to talk about today let's start with um with ev um you know we've we've talked about it off and on um you know the stock prices of The EV companies uh dramatic drop is is not new news Mm -hmm. but it's it's uh it's significant yeah i mean Rivian's uh topped out around 168 a share maybe 170 Mm -hmm. back down to 25 now up to 32 but um that says something about people's confidence in the EV uh world overall right exactly we got headwinds of lithium supplies we got a ton of competition we've got lack of charging stations and what that looks like in the future overall consumer sentiment uh is there a silver lining
1: it's a really really good point so let's um let's look at who figured it out that okay. was the chinese maker byd You right. shared that article with me and um the news in it was interesting, but what I cared about was how well the Wall Street Journal article articulated their control of the supply chain. So they practically own lithium mines. They're, they're focused on getting lithium refined for use in the battery. Right. They have their own battery making, you know, factory. They have their own chip making factory. So a lot of the core stuff where we've seen severe supply chain problems, BYD has saw that in advance, and they took care of the problem. That's, uh, I don't know if the term vertical integration is used anymore, but that's, old school, yeah. that's,
0: what, that's what we called it, right? Exactly.
1: Back in the day, and, yeah. and they should still call it that today. So that was brilliant. I like that vertical integration. Um, and I was surprised they didn't make their own tires, but that's, you know, that's good enough, <laughs> the core stuff. But not
0: everybody's got the, the capital to do that. I mean, we saw a, um, a situation, I guess, was it the, uh, the UK company? I uh, mm-hmm. sent you that article this morning that, I mean, they're running out of capital,
1: right? Yeah, you're absolutely um, right. In fact, a lot of them are because their production goals are not being met. And, you know, you remember I've, I'm, I'm consulting with a company that's going to recycle things. Yeah. And um, it's the same issue there. They uh, they had plans to get started, but things get postponed. There's, you know, there's patents you have to have. There's permits. And a lot of these guys who are doing this stuff, they're kind of... Um, They may have hired some smart people, but they're still kind of virgins when it comes to, you know, really building out a supply chain.
0: Yeah. And there's a couple of things we know about development in the development Mm. world. Yeah. It always costs more than it costs and it takes longer than it takes. Exactly. I mean, (laughs) uh, and especially in an
1: evolving technology like this. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. See, the the other problem, too, is uh, they're trying to be ESG. Yeah. And you shared that article with me last year from the Wall Street Journal. Again, I saved that one. It was an excellent description of the fact that when you make an EV today, you do more damage to the environment than when you make a complete internal combustion engine.
0: Yeah, those lithium mines look
1: pretty rough. They are. Right? They were, yeah, the refining of the lithium is is, is really it's, it's it damages your soul, not yeah. just the environment. Yeah. So the other problem is is it's not really one hundred percent lithium in those battery cases. It's. Um, uh, lithium and some other metals so that's what's used to make the uh, you know to make the battery work um so some of these uh metals came from west africa where we have conflict minerals and conflict you know uh, gems and things of that nature so some companies like tesla had to figure out how to get that stuff out of their battery and reformulate it so these you know now it turns out that the the biggest deposit of lithium in the world is not in China. It's, it's commonly believed that China has the most lithium in the world. And the answer is no. It's it's uh, Chile, it's a Bolivia and Argentina. So there's a yeah. big area that 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 straddles off three countries. And that's exciting because then China can't play games with the, with the rare earth metals. The only problem is, and by the way, they still will. They'll just sit there and manipulate prices. So China has done this since they joined the WTL. Uh, Chile uh, has taken a a bit of a turn to the left, yeah, and they're very concerned what the copper mining is doing to the native, you know, people there. And uh, and we had an article
0: earlier this week; those couple of those
1: mining companies actually left the country. Yeah, exactly. And then you pointed out that the the the, you know the the lithium is going to be even worse, even more difficult, right? Because there isn't that much water in these kinds of places, right? Anyways. so, but let's kind of switch back to the, um, you know, to the, uh, what's happening to the share prices. So, I, the answer is I'm not sure, but what I think it is, is they borrowed a lot of money or they raised a lot of capital. Yeah. They're burning through it. Uh, they yeah. really staffed up. They had to hire very expensive labor because a, an EV is almost just made by robots, practically, if you look at what, you know, uh, Tesla has done. But what you really need is a lot of technology talent. And everybody needs talent. See, the problem is, is that literally everything is. You know, oh, these cars are computers on wheels. And anyways, let me just switch for a second to demand. Um, yeah, because that's the issue,
0: right? I it mean, is at the end, the end of the day, if there's enough demand, mm-hmm. you, you know, the, the product at some point, you know, sellable, and you, you know, you get that high demand, limited supply, price goes up. But when you got a limited demand. You got an issue, right?
1: Exactly. So one of the the hidden surprises of buying an EV is after three or four years, you get to spend 20 grand or so to replace the battery in your car. Ouch. Yeah. So, you know, I look at that and I think, no, I've got a, as you know, a 2003 Toyota Corolla Matrix. Just getting broken in. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) It only has 125,000 miles. You know, I mean, I, I lived in New York. I commuted, but I still have that car. Why? You know, it's free. I keep, you know, you, you've suggested I should get a new car. and For the revenue we, side of the equation, exactly, right? Exactly. But my <laughs> wife loves the car. It's so comfortable for her. So I'm going to have to buy another one and still keep the old car. But it's not going to be an electric car. Because I have some other concerns. I mean, do, do we know how well insulated we are from the electricity in the car? Right. I, I don't really know. I do know that is, if you're near high power tension wires, in parts of the country, they found cancer clusters so i'd like to know more about that and and you know i remember what happened in toronto years ago um, so solar radiation took out the the, uh, the electric utility i think it was toronto maybe it was montreal i can't remember which but it was one of those two they got blacked out well
0: and you're right until there's some significant solutions to some of these just we've talked about the charging stations before more. i mean until you're absolutely guaranteed that you can, you know, get to the family dinner on Thanksgiving that's a four-hour drive without stopping four-and-a-half-hour drive through a, char- through a charging station, you're not going EV. Uh, a friend of yours in Charleston two weeks ago said, the tipping point is when the boys down south will buy EV pickup trucks. That's right. <laughs> that's when you know that the demand is is rock solid and we can move forward right
1: exactly that's funny we have another friend here in savannah who has to go to atlanta a lot and his ev both him and his wife have an ev which they charge for free in the parking spaces in yeah. savannah but the, um, the the funny thing is, is he has to borrow his wife's car because his ev doesn't have enough 325 miles is his range atlanta's 260 miles away but it's not a flat line. Right. So he uh, has to know exactly where he's going to park when he gets to Atlanta. <laughs> he sweats the uh you know the traffic congestion. So he borrows his wife which which he gets like 400 miles. Yeah. And even then, you know, you you need to know exactly where you're going to go.
0: So wrap on the EV is at this point there's still maybe more headwinds than there are tailwinds. Mm-hmm. And um I, we were on a call Earlier this week, with with somebody that's been with with Rivian for a while. The context of this whole conversation, as we went through those that list, and the point was, it's an evolving technology. Yeah, right. Is. I asked about the batteries. I said we'll be putting hydrogen f- fuel cell cells into the place of that electric battery in three years. Maybe, maybe not. It's but right. To be continued. Walter. As
1: always. Thanks, man. A lot of fun. Great. Hey, take care. See ya. Thanks, guys.